No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This good morning. is Phil Stargell, and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And we have uh, a very, very <laughs> insightful program for today. And uh, I hope that uh, that the people in this in this country have taken a time out of their busy schedule to uh, to pay attention to what's going on in this country because you're about to make a uh, big mistake. Because, you know, there hasn't been a real awakening to the mistake that was made in the the last election, the 2020 election, of, uh, that would allow uh, the media and the Democrat Party to throw out the best president that's, uh, that we've ever had. Certainly the, fir- the best first-term president. But we're about to make that same mistake by uh, allowing the news media and, and the Democrat Party to lose sight of what is important yeah. about the rash and the, the I mean, just looks seemingly unending phenomena called school shootings. And that's what it is. I mean, it is. It is. They've uh, they've made it like a phenomenon that uh, nobody knows what happened and how it happened because they don't, and they don't know where the cause of it is. And the cause is not the gun. The gun, right? Not the gun. It it, it and that's why I say it's a phenomenon <laughs> because they want to do something about the gun. Well, if you want to do something about a gun, I got a suggestion. The the Congress is using people like this uh, Montier Jones or whatever his name is about, uh, and and he's saying that we will, uh, when it comes to the filibuster, you know, we'll uh, we'll throw that out. When it comes to packing the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court doesn't like it, we, we'll, we'll pack the Supreme Court. Or various other things that, uh, that have to do with taking you and my right, not only to my right to freedom of speech, mm-hmm. but so. also my right to own and protect myself and my family through the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And this is what we need to, to understand. These people want to fundamentally change this country irredeemable. Irre- no way, no return. If we ever give up our rights to our freedoms, 
<clears throat> and and allow them to tell us that uh, this is on the behalf of democracy and all of that. I tell you, I want no part of it, and uh, and I'm going to fight like hell to make sure that we re retain our republic. And we have got to understand this is what they're doing. They want to take away your protection from the Constitution in this country. That's what it is. People are, have to understand. We have to defend our Constitution in order for it to protect <clears throat> us from people like Joe Biden and this, Joe, uh, this Montier Jones. And when, when people are able to tell us mm -hmm. that they're going to do something to solve a problem that they cause, because the yeah. problem of the phenomenon of, of schoolhouse shootings is a direct result of uh, the the actions that uh, that the Democrat Party has had since they have taken over our schools. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what they're telling us is that they know better. They're going to change all of the things that were going on in this country yeah. and, and the excellence that we had in our education system until Jimmy Carter had seen it, uh, that, that he thought he knew more than anybody else and yeah. had the federal government take over our schools. And then... Yeah. They not only took over the schools, but yeah, but they turned around, they turned around and, and and did not protect our children. They no. always talk about well, we didn't have this in the in the past. You know, kids have gone to school. They didn't shoot the school, and you doggone right, they didn't shoot the school. No, but they, not. they was, they used, they was like Ron was saying, there was a the high school that uh, they you or you were saying there was a high school in Ohio that uh, used. Uh, where the gangs didn't use guns or knives. They used ball-peen hammers and ice picks. That's right. Yeah. Carrying ice, carry, carry ball-peen hammers in a shoulder harness like, like a gun. Yep. But oh, point, hey, uh, Derek, uh, you want to cue some music there? <laughs> we have we have uh, Barb from Shelby's on the line. Uh, she has a very special uh, wish for Phil. Good morning. Good morning, oh, Barb. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I am calling to wish Phil a happy birthday coming up next week. I think oh, on Wednesday. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. And um, per personally, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little bit up there, you know. Phil, you are two Thanks days so older than I am because my birthday's on the 10th. Yes, I, uh, I thank so much for, you know, the uh, the recognition of a, of a birthday coming up. Boy, they, they seem to roll around real fast. <laughs> so, they do. Yeah, I, I'm the I, same I, age as you. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. I've, I've, noticed, I've noticed one thing, guys, that, you know, when you're busy, you know, sometimes the time just seems to drag out. But, you know, busy working and all that. And you can't wait for the work day to end, but then when you're retired and the days are, are seem they just seem so short now, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes, there's never enough time in the day to get everything done. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. So happy birthday, Phil. God bless and take care and say hello to Mary. Oh, thanks, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, me. Barb. I'll, I'll see you and Ron on the eighth then. Take care.
All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Ever, ever. Enjoy this day. Take care, dear. We love you. All right. All right. And uh, Gary from Tucson's on the line with a comment about the school shootings. Gary, uh, good morning. Go ahead. Hey, Phil. Um, happy birthday to you. Well, thank hey, you, man. You, you know, um, these hearings, these dog and pony shows they're having, mm. they're an absolute embarrassment to the country because yeah. they're not talking about the real problems. The real problems is that these boys, these, these degenerates now, See, they have been told that there's like 56 genders, and so a male mm -hmm. is no longer um, the dominant uh, class. They're, they're a subclass. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. They, they, there's no binary. There's no alpha male. So obviously the fact that that's the natural state of being, that's going to mess with their minds. And you, you know what, though, when you see diagnosed. an alpha male like, like Donald Trump, we all know he's an alpha male. And what did they do? They they ridiculed him out of office because he was. He said it like it was, and he he didn't he didn't back up. He he said what he had to say, and he wanted he told you what he was going to do, and he did it. Right, yes, and that's did. the way things should be, naturally. And, and mm -hmm. at a very early age, these these boys they're diagnosed with any number of mental conditions like ADHD and ADD. And then prescribe yeah. these drugs that change their brains, their yeah. mind-altering drugs. They're left right. alone for hours upon hours, um, isolated from human contact, playing video games. And now yeah. they have VR, so they, they can go into an alternate reality. They're yeah. raised by single mothers who have no ability, really, to give them what they need or that a man could give them. So, so they're yeah. lacking in just basic understanding of what it means to be a man. All sorts of well, drugs also, are now. Gary, go ahead. Well, you know, also Gary, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I was watching uh, Laura Ingram's program the other night, and they were examining the uh, the the link between this high potency marijuana and yeah. these these violent incidents, and they're they are finding more and more of a link. The stronger the more potent the uh, marijuana uh, is, the the likelier the the chances of uh, something going wrong with uh, with continued use. And in fact, his grandmother had, had said that he hated her and his mother because they wouldn't let him smoke in their houses and they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. Yeah, that was my and, next point, Bruce. Yeah, that these these yeah. drugs that are easily available, including the vaping and the redolin and any yeah. other type drug that they're giving these and now think of it as a cocktail all of them mixed yeah. around in the fuck in the brain right and yeah. Yeah. they they are told now that they're guilty just because yeah. they're straight white men so yeah, right. you take all yeah. these factors into these to these young kids these boys i i, I they're they're not adults at all they're, they're no. and most of us understand the human yeah. brain does not really start functioning until like 25 anyway so yeah. this idea that they're blaming the, the guns is, is, is ridiculous. They got to look yeah. at their policies. They got to look at the de degeneration of our society and how the Supreme Court has uh, e ripped um, morality out of our, our system by yeah. uh, banning prayer in school and God in school right. and all the other things that are positive about life and getting along together. And and replaced it with this what transgender nonsense and and this idea oh, that I know. a well, man is not a man a woman's not a woman. Uh, right. Go ahead, guys. 
Well, you know, this is called, what you're talking about is uh, called gender, uh, non-gender, non-binary, which is a yeah. uh, <clears throat> which is a glossary of terms from the organization PFLAG, which is a support group for uh, families with, uh, with children who uh, are gay, lesbian, bisexual. Gender binary, uh, according to their glossary of uh, terms, is this proven, this proven concept, they say, that there are only two genders, male and female, and that everyone must be one or the other. Also misused is to assert that the, it also used, often used to assert rather that gender is biologically determined. This concept also reinforces the idea that men and women are opposites and have different roles in society. Yeah, now you now, start drumming that into a kid's head. How do you think yeah. you're going to end up in later on in life? Well, think about what the reality is that these kids, if, if there's one thing that uh, a, a young person is, he's he's always determined to think that he knows whatever it is that you're talking about. He's got his own opinion on it. And if you throw all of that kind of nonsense in there, his opinion is 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 confused at, at the least because yeah, of the thing yeah. that yep, you know, shrunk. Yeah. It yeah. is it, it, <clears throat> and, and you should not be given a seven or eight year old this kind of information no. and having somebody like a teacher who is a a a a, an advocate, a figure of, of, of authority, authority, authority yeah, an advocate, and an advocate for a political agenda. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, you know what, well, guys? They're talking about well, we've got to we've got to have common sense measures for gun, you know, for for gun control and all this stuff. You know what? What what we solve the problem once and for all, since we all have these centers in our brains which control violent behavior. Uh, Let's let's just uh, let's just lobotomize everyone. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's just and it once and for all yeah. get everybody in the hospital. Have the surgeon come in. You know, do the little zip stop with his. Uh, maybe even can do it by, by lasers now. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, judging from what I've seen, they've pretty much lobotomized the last two generations already. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Great. so. I think so. Well, Gary, I want you to stick with us uh, later on in the broadcast. Uh, we're going to be uh, having some disturbing news about the uh, Detroit Tigers' uh, uh, Pride Night uh, celebration the other night uh, in, in relation to uh, this transgender nonsense. Uh, so stay tuned, and uh, we're going to continue to kick the gun uh, gun issue around a little bit more uh, before, the, before the break. Right, Phil? Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay, thanks a lot, Gary. We appreciate that. Stay tuned. Uh, you ain't heard nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, the thing is, you know, we were talking about, well, here's Biden, right? I didn't hear the whole speech, but some of this, well, you don't even need to hear the whole speech. You know where he's coming from, right? He's always going to blame the gun. He's not yeah. going to blame the shooter. He's not going to blame the policies uh, that are put in place. And he's not going to blame the breakdown in, in, the, in these chains of events which yeah. lead up to the shooting. Okay, and sometimes you can see this stuff months in advance, sometimes years in advance. Yeah. Okay, and that decent person needs bears watching. But when you have someone like this guy, who got into fights, who uh, was involved in all kinds of uh, 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 I won't call it mischief, violent behavior, and that type of thing, and then you look at this guy, and there were there were this, the the markers there, right, Phil? Yeah. They weren't followed upon. He got his gun from uh, you know from a legal source. Okay. 
uh, and not only that, he had two weapons, and he had to work to earn the money to buy them legally. There was no bet, and it was came, came out like my, I understand, like four grand. Even in the auto industry, when I was making thirty some dollars an hour, I wasn't able to, to come up with four grand virtually overnight. Okay, <laughs> I had to pay that, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and the, this was not his first brush with the law. This is what I don't get. The cops are the cops are, are called to his his mother's house, his grandmother's house, where he's getting into a fight with him on on, on numerous occasions. For crying out loud, Phil, he shot his grandmother in the face before he went directly before he went out and, and shot up the school. Yeah, and and uh, also and look his, at this in Oxford. His, his granddaddy was wouldn't help, and his parents wouldn't do a thing about it. But his granddaddy was a was a uh, felon, and yeah. he said that if he had known that he was buying that gun, he would have reported him. Because yeah. he knows that a felon should not be in possession of a gun or in the same house as a gun. That's right. You give up that right. Yeah. So you give up that right. It can't but, be taken away from you. You have to give it up. But they want to come and take your gun from you. Yeah. In order to uh, to to uh, cover up their uh, lack of uh, of uh, doing their job. To yeah. sort out this guy, but they want they want to be able to uh, to have th that law, that red flag law, mm -hmm. under their control. That well, that's, that's what that's about, and that's what's scary about it because it's not the flaws themselves which have have certain uh, flaws in them, but it's the people in charge of uh, of enforcing those laws. Exactly. Now Biden. Is now Biden is, is in, in his in his in his in his generosity and his magnanimity, he is going to decide which guns we are going to be allowed to keep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now he mentioned, I guess, the Glock 19, which has a 15-round magazine. Okay. And he may not have he may not have mentioned it, but I've heard other people mention it that under what under his solution, the Glock, the, these uh these and they call and it's called in his estimation, it's called a high-capacity magazine. Yeah. 15 rounds? Yeah. 15 rounds. What if somebody comes at you with an, with, with an, an AK-47 or, or an, an AR-15, which can hold more than 15 rounds, right? I mean, yeah. this, it, and, and, and starts, uh, starts firing his gun at you after you've emptied your magazine and you got nothing nothing else to do, but maybe, if you're lucky, throw the, uh, the piece of the guy in, in the hopes <laughs> of hitting him. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, what are you, you going to do? I mean, what what's going to happen when you run out of bullets first? Then you yell at the guy, say, "Hold on until we call 911." Maybe, uh, maybe like Zell, like like Zell Miller said all those years ago at the uh, at the Republican convention, use spitballs in harsh language. Yeah. Um. Uh, or maybe if you're lucky, you can find one of those bullets that knocks yeah. out knocks out the other person's lung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you know. The thing is, they talk about, well, you know, 18-year-olds shouldn't be allowed to do this again. Well, then we shouldn't be allowing 18-year-olds into the military where they can have access. Exactly, exactly. You know, and the thing is, uh, you know, why stop at 21, right? Why don't we raise that age to 25? How about 30? Maybe and, 35. And Maybe while, they, while they're at it, let's do that for voting, too, because you remember yeah. that that was the reason why 
they, uh, they they wanted to make sure that they took away the draft because they said if you could vote at 18, you ought to be able to, uh, you know, you know, serve in the army and whatever. So and then this, this thing, right. And then this thing also, Phil, about, well, you know, 18 year olds shouldn't shouldn't have have, have have access to firearms. Well, guess what? During the American Revolution, the uh, the average life expectancy was somewhere around 25. Yeah. You know, if you're on the battlefield, your life expectancy was a heck of a lot lower than that. But these kids in these in these wilderness families, they were given they they were taught how to shoot guns. They were taught gun safety and taught all this stuff that it's a very dangerous weapon in the wrong hands. You can kill somebody. You don't even have to have bullets in the chamber. Just grab it by the barrel and use it like a club. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. And if you saw and one of the one of the things that got the liberals so upset about the movie uh, *The Patriot* with Mel Gibson was after the uh, the uh, the British the British soldiers had killed his his uh, his next oldest son, you know, and then the the the, uh, the what's was the, the the colonel played by uh, <laughs> played by a great actor <laughs> Jason Isaacs. I love that guy, and, and everything I've ever seen in him, I love it. Uh-huh. But and then he leaves them off, and so. So here's uh here's Mel Gibson. He rounds up his uh, two sons and shows them exactly what to do with the with the firearm with the, with the flintlock, yeah. and they help him to uh, to take out that entire squad. So yeah, these kids as as young as tw- as young as twelve, some maybe younger than that. Some of these kids fought in the revolution, Phil. Yeah. So I'll give me the stuff about how you know eight, eighteen year olds cannot be trusted with uh, with a firearm if it's in the right hands. Yes, you know. But the wrong hands, like this kid, this kid in Oxford, Parkland, and the thing is, you have to look. You know, that's the wrong. Those are the wrong hands, obviously. But then you have to look at other, other portions along the timeline. Well, when did this happen? When did that happen? The cops. When did they get involved? Why, or, or you why know, were they, why were they standing out in the hallway for forty minutes because they got the wrong information? The yeah. fog of war, Phil. The fog yeah. of war. Well, the thing thing about it is that uh, you know we talk about age and all of that, mm-hmm. but the, the but I look at the the, uh, the age of the voting thing, and yep. these people have uh, put these people like uh, like this guy that shot shot the place up. I mean, he this guy is really carrying a lethal weapon when he's got the ability to vote. Oh, this man, guy sure was. Yeah, this sure guy does. here, he can destroy an entire society that way. This this guy, what is the name, Montier Jones? Yeah. That that is talking about, he said that he will not rest until he is able to uh to get these weapons of war out of out of society. See well, he, every weapon in their estimate and under that definition, every weapon is a weapon of war. Yeah, because there was a lot of hand-to-hand combat in World War II in both theaters. That's right. And and, and what did they use? Because they couldn't use the, 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 the they couldn't use their rifles. That that was too big. So they yeah. had to rely on their their forty-five automatics, uh, you know, whatever other pistols that they were carried into combat at that time. Yeah, you know, and even if they were lucky enough to disarm a German, they wind up using his Luger. Well, yeah. uh, but. Uh, and the, the thing about it is, people like this Montana Jones. Uh-huh. He is 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 so dangerous because of the fact that, like right now, what he said was he was he was advocating 
all of the things that would take this country out of all of the protections that they have for you, your and my constitutional rights, yeah. he's going to end them and give you some some right that he made up. I say this. People like him should be stopped from uh, doing anything until they do one thing, and that is make these schools safe. So when you bring your kid there in the morning, he comes home in the evening. That's right. This guy here wants to to, to take your your weapon to, to protect those kids, and that's what we have to get around. We have to get clowns like him out of out of uh, uh, that mic and the voting out of office. Right. Uh, yeah, we uh, we're going to take a quick break. For You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I'm Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. E pluribus unum, the melting pot and unity. E pluribus unum is defined as from many, one. For years, this phrase was the motto of the United States and the basis for the melting pot concept. And when joined together, they formed a foundation for unity. The melting pot concept was intended to funnel foreigners coming into the United States into a pathway whereby they would be refined and acculturated in constitutional laws, civilities, and national patriotism. The Revolutionary War was fought to create a nation. The Civil War was fought to save the nation. And the United States' victorious involvement in World War II was fought to preserve the nation. The word united placed before America is no accident. It is a statement of cohesiveness, and cemeteries at home and abroad contains the remains of thousands of brave Americans who proudly call the United States home, and they did not die for a divided United States of America. Once the United States had a procedural process to filter immigrants, they were evaluated for mental and physical health, infectious diseases, character references, and financial capabilities. And they had to learn English. Many were so proud to be legal Americans, they often changed or modified their names. But today, illegal immigrants and other anti-American interlopers, supported by Democrats and Saul Alinsky Republicans, feel entitled to ignore and disobey legal conventions. America was built on the proposition of national unity, but today there exists a sad state of affairs whereby it is being fractured and fragmented by hate America first zealots who are polarizing and dividing the nation into categories, enclaves, and segregated neighborhoods with fascism concealed within political correctness. Collectivists say diversity, not unity, is the strength of the nation and multiculturalism and bilingualism is better than the melting pot. 
But history reveals that without a melting pot of commonalities, the result is anarchy, cultural upheavals, riots, mob rule, and political insurrections. If the United States is to survive, there must be a return to the precepts of e pluribus unum and the melting pot. Because it is the lack of assimilation that divides America and metastasizes into class warfare, racial animosities, segregation, and violence. The Statue of Liberty, a symbol of freedom and unity, does not say give me your huddle, anarchists, hyphenated people, or confused genders yearning to be enslaved by communism, socialism, religious fanaticism, or political party dictators. For over 300 years, the Declaration United We Stand, Divided We Fall remains a valid prescription for the United States because the strength of a nation is one people, one language, and one indivisible God. I am milk, logically speaking, uncensored, saying, think about it. All right. Thank you very much, Milt Harris, for another great commentary. Absolutely. We are going to uh, 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 talk a little bit about some of the other things that are facing us this morning. But I I just want to say that I would like for Congress and I would like I think that the, the way to accomplish what I would like is that People have got to say one thing, you know, I'm tired of the rhetoric. I'm tired of uh, people talking about taking my rights. I want one thing when it comes to these schoolhouse shootings. I want them to be, your, be every parent to be able to send his child off to school in the morning and expect that he will come home safe in the evening. The government took over our public schools and they ought to take over one other aspect of it. And that's the safety of the children in that school. Nobody in the right mind should expect some idiot to come into that school and blast away 21 people and, 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 uh, and, 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 and not have anybody able to stop them at, at some point. It should be as expected that every child should be able to go into that school and come out just like you would do if you were in the Pentagon, if you were in the president's office, if yeah. you was in Nancy Pelosi's office or either that idiot Chuck Schumer, any of their offices, you can go, you can expect to go in there and come out just like you went in. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing we ought to demand out of our public schools. I don't care what it costs. I don't care how many soldiers you got to put in there. But if anything happens in that public school, it should it should be a a, 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 a idea that it was a a a, a situation that was so far out of the realm of possibilities that it's a it's a it's a enigma. It's a UFO. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is unacceptable. And I'm tired of people like Montel Johnson or whatever his name is, Jones, Mondale Jones, talking about taking my right to defend myself because he 
wants to advance his career in politics. I'm headed with them. Well, you know, even on the state level, the Michigan Constitution was uh, was uh, was changed back in the 1960s, and it, and it states in part that the uh, the citizens of the state of Michigan shall have the right to defend their their uh, to to possess uh, firearms for the defense of themselves and the state. Okay, now what could be more could be clearer than that, Governor Twitmer? Yeah. What could be clearer than that? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Attorney General Nessel. Okay, what could be clearer than that? It means what it says. What it means, and it means what it says. Now, and, yeah, go ahead. And, and, and for people like this, Montana, to come up and say things like, "If uh, the, the, you know they don't pass what he wants to put in as law, then they're going to they're going to change our constitution to somehow." Some third-world type of a constitution that it's not that, supposed to work that way. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but that's what he wants, and he hasn't been in con Congress for what six months? Something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you you get it, it, it's it's an, it's another one of these little these demigods, these uh, these seekers of power, and uh, it's like uh, what uh, what did uh, what did Fauci say about the uh, the 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 mask things on airplanes. It's it's uh, it's about who who controls what and uh, what uh, constitutes a uh, health uh, uh, public health emergency. Yeah. So yeah, these people are a bunch of little crackpot, you know, crackpot. Yeah, tin pot, little petty dictators, and they want to be in the mold of Maduro or Castro they, or Stalin or Hitler. What you want? If they yeah. get what they want, right. This country would be no better than uh, Russia, the old Soviet Union, or some of the uh, other yeah. socialist communist countries in the world. Well, you we are going to fight uh, like hell to protect your liberty in this country. We are careening toward a the edge of a cliff here. Uh, not just in 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 this uh, the, the the gun the gun debate and that type of thing, but also where our children are headed. Now, I mentioned. Uh, before the break, that uh, we're going to mess around with the Detroit Tigers a little bit today, and they should be messed around with because the other night, uh, June first, was the first day of Pride Month. Okay, and they have a uh, and every year the Tigers recognize Pride Month, but this year it was a little different uh, because according to the Fox News uh, website and according to the American Faith website. Detroit Tigers will generate to groups, will donate rather to groups that support gen gender transition surgeries for kids. Okay, now what the uh, now what the geniuses in the front office of the Detroit Tigers decided to do was to uh, give the ticket holders the option of designating a certain amount of a certain amount portion of the proceeds from that the sale of that ticket to go to groups like. Uh, Something called P Flag, which is a uh, a support group of, of families with uh, homosexual and transgender and LGBTQ uh, 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 children. Uh, and I looked on the P Flag website, and they 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 support gender trans affirming surgery. Well, gender affirming surgery is another euphemism the left uses, uh, folks, to describe what takes place when a child undergoes a sex change. Now, according to the uh, now, and that and and just just uh, uh, 
in uh, reference to that, under the term gender binary, uh, it means uh, to uh, to get people to stop using the the term sex change, which is a very graphic and accurate description of what takes place. Really, what happens is first puberty blockers are administered to the child in question, sometimes as early as four or five years old, and extending all the way through up to adolescence. Then when those when those have taken hold, then comes the next step, which is the actual surgical procedure in which the breasts are physically removed with a scalpel by a doctor from the, the chest of young ladies. And then their nether regions are, uh, are removed also, and a, and a uh, prosthetic, uh, a prosthetic uh, uh, phallus is is inserted to to simulate the male anatomy. <clears throat> now, in the boys, the boys are even worse because they undergo the actual surgical removal of the scrotum with all of its parts intact, and then a uh, and then a uh, uh, either either the mass of tissue issue that is bleeding and throbbing and, and all that type of thing is uh, reconfigured into a, uh, a, a full vagina or actually maybe a prosthetic vagina then a vagina is attached. Now the problem with that is you can you can stop using puberty blockers, which are bad enough as, as it is because if you use a puberty blockers too long, there's a point of no return because then, you know, the, the inability of the body to adjust and to go back to its uh, hit to its uh, uh, to its biological sex uh, sexual uh, uh, condition is lost forever. But there is a point that you can stop using them when the when when you decide for some reason that this is not the right way to go and to let the child return naturally to his to his uh, uh, the sex he was uh, he was assigned by God at birth. And this is where gender dysphoria is is uh, is, is such a big issue here. But what happens, and I'll get to that in a second. But what happens with these gender, these uh, gender affirming tra uh, surgeries or you know genital removal, is once they're gone, they're gone, folks. You cannot grow your, you cannot grow a pair back. Okay, you cannot, you cannot. Well, yeah, you can. Girls and young ladies who have their breasts removed, they can get these uh, the same type of uh, of uh, prosthetics that a breast cancer survivor will have. But the point is, the body has already been defiled. It's been disfigured. It's been dismembered, and it's been mutilated. And this is not. This goes against all that is right and good. So what the Detroit Tigers are doing, by by funneling money to these groups like P Flag and by uh, something called Young, uh, called uh, let's see, uh, uh, let's see, where is it? What's it called? Uh, oh, what the heck? Uh, let's see, Ruth Ellis Center. Okay. Uh, let's see the, uh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Trans Sisters of Color Project, Colored Project, which is a subsidiary of the Trans Justice Funding Project, another group listed as a donation target by the team. Now, I don't know who, Phil, has, who made that choice, who made the decision to go ahead with that, uh, with that, uh, you know, we're giving that portion of that money to these groups. And we got coming up on the Edwards Notebook uh, in about a second here. But I want to know, was it the Oshis themselves? Was it Avila? Was it somebody beneath them? Because what they're asking for is what they're going to get. Me, 
at least one Tigers fan turning your backs entirely on the team, not buying another ticket, not accepting another ticket as a gift, not buying any merchandise, not buying any or following them even on the print media, electronic media, social media, or, or any other form of communication. This is what they're getting. And I know I'm not the only person. And I pointed this out in a letter that I wrote to them. I pointed it out, what the dangers are in this gender-affirming uh, uh, gender affirming, uh, 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 surgery. It's crazy. It's nuts. And we'll, 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 we'll continue on with how nuts after uh, we hear from the Edwards Notebook. Recently, Joe Biden said that a democracy is not perfect, that it's never been good. I must say that the founding fathers like Benjamin Franklin would agree with him. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Throughout history, well-meaning men established democracies such as those in ancient Greece. In the early stages of most democracies, there is a measurable level of freedom when compared to tyrannical dictatorships. But eventually... Democracies devolve into a form of tyranny that often does away with the rights of the individual for the sake of the chosen or preferred mob until a new group is lifted up for preferential treatment. In a democracy also known as a mobocracy, when moral standards are deteriorated, highly favored street cretins or thugs will be given preferential treatment over their victims they robbed. For example, in the one-time greatest city in the world, New York City, brutish thugs are quickly released after being arrested for harming others and or their property. Democracies also eventually open the door for sovereign individuals to clamor for across-the-board equal results instead of equal opportunity. So like a stop clock being right twice a day, Biden accidentally got that one right. I say it is high time for we the people to restore the republic. I'm... Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And, and we're back, we, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my again, dog, another, my yeah. Real good. Great. Great commentary. Yeah. Oh, no, no kidding. Fantastic commentary. And this is the danger about where we're heading. This is the, what we try to raise the alarm about this every week on this broadcast. And this is why we depend so heavily on your faithful financial support folks out there, uh, you know, to, to keep us, to keep us running uh, up and running. And uh, at this time of the, uh, at this time on every Saturday, and uh, we're still working to get that second hour back because we need to have more, more time to explore more issues, more in depth. Hey, Phil, I was just, uh, my dog just walked in and I was thinking to myself, if, uh, the, if so many of these people consider their pets to be their children, would they do this type of stuff to their dogs and cats? Oh man, and wouldn't they, allow you to even yep. suggest that, that, that they do it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> hey, Cindy's Cindy's on the line with a with a comment about school safety. Good morning, Cindy. Uh, Good morning. Thanks for Good tuning morning, in. Good morning, gentlemen. And, uh, um, my statement is: Why are we wait? We've waited thirty years since Columbine to get some kind of. W- result for the stuff that goes on in our school system. We need to just stop wanting them to or needing them or whatever you want to call it, the government, federal government to do anything with it. This is our community. These are our Mm -hmm. children, and we need to step up as the community and take Mm -hmm. hold and control of what is going on and do something. 
not wait yeah. for the federal government because the federal government will never do anything that is beneficial to us. They've already yeah. shown it and proved it. And we yeah, need to I, get in there I agree and do 100% it. with that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we the public schools are not all dependent 100% on the federal government, uh, you, know, you know, funneling money their way. We have property taxes, okay, Why, which, which we pay whether we have kids in school or not. Uh, a lot of people think that only, the, uh, that only those, those people who have kids in these, uh, in these government schools are paying any property taxes or that, 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 that's uh, the only one that's everybody basically is part of that, part of what they pay in uh, their property taxes every year goes to the schools, whether you have kids in them or not. And, you know, this is something that needs to be brought up at these school boards. There is well, no, we have, we have, we have, Cindy, we, we have, have, we have police officers that, retiring. Yeah, go ahead. We have money that goes to the schools right. from our lottery. We yeah. voted on that What's in that? 1976. Half, half of the money is not even going to the school like they said. They have funneled yeah. the money out to wherever they wanted to go, and our children are still not getting what they're supposed to get. So we need to do it and start doing it now. And, I mean, and, I understand. And what, and what, specifically, I what specifically needs to be done is to make uh, the, uh, the, the people that control the schools locally uh, prepare, uh, get experts to, to, uh, de to determine what would be the thing that would um, would make sure that every kid that goes in there comes out of there and nothing like any of these shootings would ever be able to take place in that campus, in that school. Exactly. I no. mean, and, we, and, 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 I before 1990, we had... And then let Congress had... fight it out on how to, how, to, how to make sure that it keeps on and fund them. That's all they need to do. But the, the, if, they, if Congress won't act, then it is up to the, up to the local school boards, the people in there. Before the nineties, we had um, school. We had guns in our schools. We had the ROTC, and they were yeah. learning gun how clubs. to shoot. Gun clubs. They took that yes, out. Exactly. Remember that? If, I if remember. It, if it takes if it takes a hundred armed people to be to make sure that every kid gets in and out of that school every day, then that's what they need to get. And that's what they got to do. Lord knows yeah. we have enough retired police officers, sergeants, uh, uh, you know, captains that that would love, would love to do it. And they've offered their services, and they've yeah. been turned down. Yeah, they said this wouldn't cost you a dime. We will, we, we will, we will foot the bill for the the expenses for the for the ammunition, this type of thing. You know, it's not it's not like they need the money. Okay, a lot of these a lot of these uh, these 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 pensions are are just amazing. You know what they're getting. Uh, you know, the higher ups in the police departments are getting when they retire. I almost wish I'd been a cop. But see, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's not the safety of your but child. They but, it, it's, it's, it's but they get turned down. That's what I don't get. It's not the safety. It's not the safety of your kids that, that is the number one priority. The number one priority is to take control over you. Mm -hmm. exactly. 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 Cindy, that was a great call to, to, to round out the program. Uh, yeah, folks. Um, Cindy Have said a it. good night. That's right. Thanks. Cindy said it all. And uh, my 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 final remark here in reference to the last uh, to, to the last subject we were talking about was 
I will no longer support the Detroit Tigers in any manner, shape, or form, or any Major League Baseball team in any manner, shape, or form, until, unless and until they condemn this gender transform, trans, uh, uh, affirming surgery, which is nothing more than uh, you know, dressed up butchery, and stop donating money to these to these radical organizations. Exactly. Now that's probably not going to happen in my lifetime, but I don't well, care. I am well, sick and tired of this stuff, Phil. We got to draw the line somewhere. And every baseball fan out there that is uh, is listening to this broadcast right now, you know, you, you've got you've got the you, you've got a, a good a good start to the solution here. Stop well, supporting I, them with your money and your I time. I'm I'm uh, I boycotted all of the football, baseball, and basketball. Go. And a lot of other people are going to do it. So, you know, yep. uh, the uh, those people take their own uh, futures into their own hands, you know. And uh, well, the, the problem is, Phil, the problem is, Phil, that the, the people that are pushing this stuff, they're not going to pay a price. But the kids who are, are, are subjected to this garbage, yep. they will pay a terrible price. Yes, they will. Emotionally, emotionally and psychologically. And with that, I'm out. See you next week, folks. Okay, guys, have a great weekend and God bless. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.